0: where we start with a random article, explore it, and then follow the links and see where it takes us. My article is Yakubabad Bwenzara. (laughs) Whoa! What in
1: the... Sam... Okay. That one takes the cake. When you said you had an article that... And then you trailed off into a series of ellipses, I was not... Expecting that. Um, What is that?
0: Well, it is a village in Zareye Bala Rural District. Oh, no. (laughs) Not this again. In the central district of Boon County, Kazvin Province, Iran.
1: Wow. Again with <laughs> Iran and its
0: weird subdivided government. And even even better than that... Oh, no. Here we go. At the 2006 census, its population <laughs> was 35. <laughs> yes! In We've, nine families.
1: Wow. You found, we have found <laughs> a treasure trove of... Almost entirely non-existent Iranian <laughs> villages in the show I'm telling you we have yep. a real winner we I mean if we keep up this kind of this kind of luck we've struck gold you pure, pure
0: gold and you know one thing that puzzles me is I created the Wikipedia Chronicles Wikipedia article right, and it was deleted due to who cares about this basically. And I come across this article, literally one sentence about a village that has 35 people in it in Iran, and it was not removed. So basically what we need to do
1: is get more than 35 listeners to be (laughs) relevant enough to warrant our own Wikipedia article.
0: Mm, Could be.
1: But the thing of that is is Remember back in episode 2 or Mm 3 We had an Iranian village Where we had a population of (laughs) 0 As of the last census Which means that literally No fewer people Than care about our podcast Cared about that place (laughs) And yet the article was still there So Mm. I'm inclined to think That that was just kind of a, a A crap move on The uh gods that rule over wikipedia the powers that be i think so but hey i mean who am who am i i'm just a person who cares about an article that got removed i
0: mean (laughs) i will get it up one of these days soon soon it's all up to you listeners you got to make this thing relevant
1: can you make it more relevant than a village with 35 people (laughs) in it Can you make us worth more than one sentence on Wikipedia? (laughs) Stay tuned. I mean, literally. Like, if you don't, then we definitely have no chance (laughs) of achieving that goal.
0: Right. All right, so you have decided to hop over to this article. I
1: mean, I have. Just for the curiosity of anybody, I had an article on Jean Crublier, who was a French actor who was in a grand total of one film, Le Voyage en Deuce. And that's his entire filmography, so uh yeah let's let's go with yours, even though it will lead us almost irrevocably through Iran, yeah and again, <laughs> we can get out of Iran there are ways
0: oh yeah we'll we'll find a way, and to do that, let's go to Iran. we gotta go in to get out gotta think. Iran to get so far away <laughs> so. I mean, I literally just told you the entire article already. So, okay, so it's basically down to what link you want to go to.
1: The fastest way out of Iran is to go through Iran.
0: I think so, and and we have to go to Iran direct because if we go in, well, no, we can't. At every one of these other links yeah. is a place in Iran.
1: So, to get out of Iran, we must go to Iran.
0: I think so. I don't know a whole lot about Iran, so it's not necessarily a bad thing, but...
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on there. It's an ancient nation, uh, formerly known as Persia, and uh, they had a pretty decent-sized empire over one of the more civilized areas Mm -hmm. of the ancient world. So... There's got to be some interesting stuff here. Like, from a historical perspective, Iran's kind of a treasure trove.
0: I've always been interested in countries that change their name. Yeah, that's kind of like I
1: mean, a weird rebranding decision, yeah. almost. Cause like,
0: I, I don't know. I feel like if the United States of America would, like, say the president would just say one day, all right, we're changing the name of the country to... Cheddar. Yeah. <laughs> That's the new we name really like checker. That's the new name. Deal with it, folks. Like I would be kind of outraged. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily because I love the name United States of America. It's, pretty it's generic. just like but it's, it's what we are. It's yeah. <laughs> the least imaginative. But like it just seems like I don't know. That's like where I don't know, there's some kind of national kind of pride that you get Linked your, to with with your country, you know. I mean, if you but,
1: stand around in sports bars going USA, <laughs> USA, USA, and, <laughs> and and such stuff like that, yeah, there are patriotic activities. But at the same time, you look at something like Iran, and you're kind of like, you. I I, I would still I would still say that I don't have a counter argument for what you're mm-hmm. saying because I totally agree. When you think of Persia, sure. Maybe you think of the bad guys from the really? 300 movies, but the point of that is, is that you think of this glorious, you know, robust, rich cultural mm-hmm. empire that existed. You don't think of uh, a place that, with this dopey president dude who kept <laughs> trying to incite some sort of violent conflict with the United States a couple years ago, which is what you think of when you think of <laughs> Iran. What they've done yeah. is they've scrapped a rather dignified and glorious legacy change their name to uh, wh- who's this guy what's iran and and now now they're left with you know being the, this this sort of second tier country that nobody's like like what's so great about iran iran's this place who you know who cares
0: i feel like i would know a lot more about iran if it was still named persia i think so too cuz then it would be kind of continuous yeah and it's just uh, first of all, it's a better name. Yeah. Persia sounds a lot cooler than Iran. Oh my Iran. god, yeah. But, I don't know, it's just, there's... Like, you hear about Persia, you know? You don't hear about Iran. <laughs> you really don't. Because Persia had stuff to brag about. That's yeah. why. They could bank on that rich history. Yeah, speaking of which...
1: It's one of the world's oldest civilizations, beginning with the formation of the Proto-Elamite and Elamite Kingdom, as early as 3200 B.C. Oddly, it reached its pinnacle during the Achaemenid Empire, founded by Cyrus the Great in 550 B.C., and at its greatest extent comprised major portions of the ancient world, stretching from the Balkans and Macedonia in the west to the Indus Valley in the east, making it the largest empire the world had yet seen.
0: So again... It's a big accomplishment.
1: Why not stay Persian?
0: (laughs) It's not like Germany renamed themselves after World War II.
1: No, they sucked it up. They dealt with it. (laughs) And they became the most successful nation in Europe.
0: They're not doing bad. I'm, I'm looking at some pictures here, and I gotta say, mosques in Iran look like M.C.S. or Pings. It's about halfway down the article in the architecture section. And there's a lot going on in that. In the Whoa! I see exactly
1: what you're saying. Yeah. And they very much do look like that. What's crazier still is how much language there is. Like, you can see yeah. symbols of the Persian language. Not to be confused with Arabic. Uh... <laughs> All over these intricate and relatively mind-bending geometric formations they've Mm. put up in the roofs of their mosques.
0: Yeah, it's just... It's very intricate. I don't think you'll ever
1: see... Like as far as places of worship go, you have some pretty cool looking like churches, but mm-hmm. everything's very barren compared yeah. to this. Like these are intense. There's very little white space yeah. at all in the church and everything's very colorful. It's not just that there's not very mm-hmm. much white space. There's so many colors Going on in such a small space everywhere you
0: look. Yeah, I mean this is like the Sistine Chapel of mosques.
1: That's the weird thing; they all look <laughs> very, very ornate. Yeah. Which one are you looking at as far as like being the Sistine Chapel of uh, mosques goes? Well,
0: I would. S- uh, well, it's hard. To, it's hard the, to pick, right? The Nasir one. Yeah. That one is uh, like colorful and it has more like designs. And it's everywhere. It's spilling down. Yeah, plus it just it doesn't even look like a real thing. No. Like it's hard to wrap my mind around the ceiling. Yeah. (laughs) What's happening there? It's it's,
1: up and down all over the place. Ad nauseum, (laughs) like as far as you can see.
0: But yeah, the Shah mosque, the one with all the little kind of domey things yeah I don't but, know how else so you're going to describe that <laughs> it's
1: so weird looking oh out.
0: man I don't even know but it kind of looks like a beehive or something some kind of yeah what I it looks know.
1: like is it looks like I should put my nose really close to the screen and then pull <laughs> slowly away and eventually a 3D image will pop out like I see it in there it's hiding oh uh, it's Batman it is Batman <laughs> Or
0: maybe it's Ashton Kutcher and the Butterfly Effect.
1: I'm not really sure. It could be either.
0: <laughs> but Yeah, that one is much more finely detailed, but it's not as colorful. So, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to say.
1: It is hard to pick, though. I mean, obviously, a lot of work went into all of these. Mm,
0: even the bathhouse.
1: Yeah, right? Man. Which is literally just a small like
0: pool of water. in
1: the center of a room. But, man, did they do a bang-up job on that stuff.
0: Man, they got some of these, like, houses going on. They look huge. Big, like... This one place has, like, a wraparound porch on the second floor, looks like. Some kind of crazy thing going on. Wow. The Ahmad Shah Qajar.
1: Yeah, yeah, Pavilion Pavilion. That's a pavilion? (laughs) That's a real nice
0: pavilion. And of course, the Bag Aram. The what? Shiraz. The what? Aram Garden.
1: The what? Oh, oh, oh. That. The bat.
0: It's got a big pool.
1: I respect your attempts to pronounce it. That, that, (laughs) That was tricky. That place looks really cool. Look at the roof on that thing. Yeah. Like, the front of that roof is so... Again, it's like the inside of the mosque. There's, like, columns of real cool art going down the sides. Mm-hmm. The wow, man. Ancient people must have had some time <laughs> on their hands.
0: They even have a castle.
1: They have a lot of castles. They got some cool... They have some, look at this tomb. Like, scroll up a little bit. The tomb of Daniel? Whoa. Oh, look
0: at that thing. yeah. Man, that's it's a big tomb,
1: and just the way that the cone is shaped—it's not just a cone. They didn't give up. They're just kind of like, nah, let's make this weird. Let's make it all pine coney and stuff.
0: I totally thought that cube of Zoroaster said something about a roller coaster.
1: <laughs> well, uh, no, but let me tell you, that Zoroaster—he will take you on a roller coaster. That's for sure. Uh, Zoroaster is the uh legendary figure who founded Zoroastrianism uh which later became known as uh you know Judaism and uh Christianity and uh <laughs> Islam. Just I mean no big deal. It's probably nothing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they have a pretty cool looking pharmaceutical company up here.
1: Pharmaceutical company. Oh real architecture yeah. kick.
0: Ariogen. It's up, up a little bit in the education and science section. Yeah, they're a rocket too. Good for yeah, them. they have a they have a
1: space program. They send up satellites and small animals hmm. into space. So not, you know, a huge space program, but I yeah. wasn't expecting them to <laughs> have one at all, frankly. Yeah. I'll tell you what though, the thing about an article like this is that we can easily kind of fumble around with where we want to go. <laughs> There's so much going on with something like mm-hmm. Iran. <laughs> We have philosophy, mythology, theater, literature, history, military, both now and then, military, <laughs> tourism. And I mean, if you want to, you can link to pretty much any political leader you want to from here too. You can go to Vladimir Putin. <laughs> we can go to this this happy dude who is uh, Luiz Inacio Lula da Silva, who is the 35th president of Brazil. he's a happy man he's pictured here uh, talking around uh, supreme leader of Iran the uh, al-Atoha Khomeini holy moly the nation grows quickly in 1956 they had a population of 18 million as of today in 2011 75 yeah big growth big (laughs) growth
0: they actually have some pretty awesome-looking landscapes here, too.
1: See, that's something I wouldn't have expected. Yeah. But they do. I mean, they have some they kind they have ski kind of just
0: expect it all to be, like, kind of desert-like. I mean, yeah, but, that's
1: just what we think of. When you think Middle <laughs> East, you're just kind of like, well, this is all flat and sand.
0: Yeah. But, no, there is a very rich, diverse kind of cross-section of... Land types.
1: Yeah, if you look at the cities, you can just kind of tell that some of them are flat, but others have mountains in the background and hills, lots of trees everywhere. Mm -hmm. One has a very snowy slope behind it.
0: So where do we want to go from here? Hard to say.
1: I think that uh, there's a lot of interesting opportunities. We can go to anything from nuclear weapons to that happy Brazilian president guy I was talking about <laughs> before to eggplants to Serena to robot to high school diploma. I mean we have <laughs> a ton of options. And none of them come from the same place or would lead to mm. the same place. If we want to get out of Iran, we can get anywhere we want.
0: I'm trying to think of something we haven't really talked about a lot on here. So we've done history stuff. We've done political stuff. Hmm. What about poetry?
1: Hmm. It says here that the Persian literature is uh, some of the oldest. It dates back to the poetry of a guy by the name of Avesta which uh, comes from 1,000 years B.C. Hmm. And many modern poets cite that Persian poetry helped inspire them. Among them are chiefly Goth and Ralph Waldo Emerson as well.
0: Hmm. We could also go to um, cuisine because there's... A link to yogurt and caviar, way down at the bottom. Apparently, Iran is famous for its caviar.
1: That's kind of cool. You know what? I'm hungry. Let's talk about food.
0: Okay. Should we go into caviar and see what... Because I know kind of what it is, but...
1: I don't even know what Iranian cuisine is. Honestly, that would be a cool choice, too, just to Mm. see what that's like all about. And then from there, you can probably bounce back into caviar.
0: That's very true. Well, let's see what they eat. Iranian cuisine. Well, they eat a lot of stuff I don't know how to pronounce. Looks like a lot of rice-infused dishes.
1: Rice, meat, lamb, chicken, fish, vegetables, and onions with various herbs and nuts but they also use things like dried fruits uh namely quince plums prunes uh apricots raisins that sort of thing
0: mm-hmm. so they have three different methods of well three primary me- methods of cooking rice and one of them is called polo otherwise known as pilaf which mm-hmm. you've probably seen in stores but that is rice that is prepared by soaking in salt water and then boiling it. And then you par the parboiled. I guess that's called parboiled rice when you soak it in salt and boil it. Huh. And it's drained and then returned to the pot to be steamed. And it says it's exceptionally fluffy rice and not sticky. Then there's also kate which is rice that is cooked until the water is absorbed completely. And then dammy? Dammy? dummy, dummy, <laughs> dummy. Rice that is cooked almost the same as kate, but at the start, ingredients that can be cooked thoroughly with the rice are added, such as grains and beans, like lentils. So... And that huh.
1: goes into a thing called... Adas Polo Adas <laughs> Adas <Ad-ass> Polo. <laughs> it's like saying add Adas Polo. <laughs> it says that in making kata the heat is reduced to minimum when the rice and other ingredients are almost cooked. If kept long enough on the stove without burning and overcooking, dami and kata can also produce tadij. Dami literally means steaming. You can mix Mm. a specialty mix of Dami together with uh, yogurt, lamb, or chicken, and rice with saffron and egg yolks, Mm. and that's called Tachim. It sounds quite good, really. I can actually go for some of that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this... Okay, maybe... Looking at the food, in a lot the it was a bad idea. <laughs> Some of this stuff actually looks pretty good. Yeah. There's a cool soup here. A bowl of ash-e-anar. A mm. soup made with pomegranates. And you can see the pomegranate floating around in there. It's like this vibrant red sticking out <laughs> amongst this otherwise kind of normal soup. That's kind of cool. Yeah. wonder if that would be really good or if that would just be annoying because you'd have to spit the seeds back out.
0: <laughs> yeah, it looks like these. a lot of these dishes... Seem Im- inspired by either Asian cuisine or Russian cuisine. Yeah, kind of a mixture of both. But that makes sense because it's kind of right there, neighboring both yeah. of those areas.
1: Yeah, geographically, it just makes a lot of sense that they would have a lot of similar, like, uh, plant life to to work with to begin mm. with. It says here, though, one of the funny things I think about the. Uh, Foodstuff diversity in Iran is that they consider the eggplant to be the potato of Iran.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah.
1: They think, uh, uh, out of all of the things that they grow there uh, pumpkins, spinach, green beans, uh, etc. they really use a lot of eggplant.
0: And they have a lot of kebabs.
1: Oh, yeah. These guys, they make the kebab. A kebab is them.
0: I never knew kebabs could be anything but stuff on a stick. But, but they put all so.
1: different kinds <laughs> of stuff on all sorts of sticks. <laughs> Sometimes they even leave the stick out, looks like.
0: <laughs> yeah, kebab sandwiches.
1: What? That's not a kebab. Is it? I don't know. It looks like it could be. Looks like it is. What's going on? I've been lied to. <laughs> Someone just completely ripped off what a kebab was and <laughs> ran with it.
0: I need to see more about these kebabs. Yeah, let's go the to only, kebab. The only picture they have is of a normal kebab that we've seen. Kebab. Do they have? Do they have only kebab as a link?
1: Come on, kebab! Come on, internet kebab! Ooh,
0: here we go. No, nope.
1: kebab! I found it. It's under uh, Persian Cuisine Abroad. It says, surely enough, uh, Los Angeles and its environs, in particular, are well known for the numbering quality of Persian restaurants which are usually centered around kebab, but almost also serve various other stews and traditional Iranian dishes. Holy crap, though. While we're there, look at that picture of Iranian caviar, just real quick.
0: Ooh
1: look at all the colors. Wow, most of them are not the colors of the caviar, but <laughs> it's really interesting how many different kinds there are. <laughs> it's also interesting how they have them labeled by the lid on the jar from which they have come <laughs> from. I don't
0: think I've ever had caviar. I definitely do not think I've had caviar.
1: I know I've had fish eggs. Which is similar to caviar. Mm-hmm. I've had a, I've had uh, salmon roe, uh, which are salmon eggs on uh, uh, sushi. Hmm. Those little red things you'll sometimes see. And I can't say I particularly care for those things. Yeah. They're a little, a little weird consistency-wise. So maybe caviar is better. I don't know. Hmm. Don't, I can't really say the fa- it, it, the fancy strikes me though. Right. Yeah. I don't know. So do we want to go see more about kebabs? Or are we still... Yeah, I'm I'm in for kebab. I'm down for kebab. Oh, you mean the article. I was... <laughs> you don't want to go grab, uh, grab I'm, a kebab? I'm down, for, I'm down for both. I mean, I could too. Yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's find a kebab place. <laughs> okay. So...
0: Apparently kebabs were mentioned by Homer. Simpson? No, the poet guy. Oh, the real one. Lame... <laughs> I mean, it says it's a dish of pieces of meat, fish, or vegetables roasted or grilled on a skewer or spit. But how do you make a kebab sandwich? That's what I want to know. Because I feel like the whole point of it is to have it remain on the stick and you eat it off the stick.
1: It's the art of the kebab.
0: You're like removing things from the stick and putting them somewhere else is not in the spirit of the dish.
1: Though there is a picture right here, the third picture down in the article, Hmm. a sandwich of donor. I don't know what a donor is, (laughs) but I feel weird saying it a lot. (laughs) Eric, do you have any donor? Do you have a donor right now? Um, Can you
0: be a donor of some donor? I think I'm an organ donor.
1: Oh, okay. All right, so we can make your organs into a kebab and put it on a sandwich. Yeah. Sandwich of donor. You could do that. That's what it says donor sandwich for dinner. (laughs) Got it. Looks good. It does really look tasty. But then, all of the food that I have seen thus far (laughs) looks tasty, and I'm starting to really think it may have something to do with the fact that I have to eat food soon. Uh. oh my god i'm drooling i'm drooling like into the (laughs) microphone there are going to be like spittle sounds in the middle of this podcast i'm sorry (laughs) i'm sorry listeners i'm sorry eric for probably not having time to edit them out because (laughs) we're doing this one like down to the wire sorry everyone (laughs) for having to listen to my spit sounds uh oh hey here we go in the levant and iraq Shawarma and other varieties of kebabs can be found at most restaurants representing this region. The preparation of shawarma consists of chicken, turkey, beef, veal, or mixed meats being placed on a spit, commonly vertical in restaurants, and then being grilled for as long as an entire day. Shavings are then cut off from the block of meat for serving, and the remainder of the block is kept heated on the rotating spit. On which hmm. it was cooked, although it can be served in shavings on a plate. Shawarma also refers to a pita bread sandwich or wrap made with shawarma meat. Huh. So, and essentially, if you've ever eaten a hero from like a proper Greek place, and you've seen the lamb rotating on the spit, like you can see at if you around around here, I think the most common example in America, it's probably if you've ever been to a street fair, if you've ever been to yeah. a street fair or a state fair of any sort. Usually there's a stand there that has that kind of rotating lamb deal. Yeah. So we've all had shawarma. We never we never realized it. We didn't need to wait for the Avengers to make it <laughs> popular for us to to know about. We we have we've all actually done it. <laughs> that should make us all feel cultured. <laughs> Unless you haven't had a hero, in which case I don't know, man. You're doing life wrong.
0: Oh. See that picture of slicing donor. Where's the donor? Uh, next to the shawarma slicing donor kebab off a rotating vertical spit. Oh
1: <laughs> I wanted to eat I want to eat that. Why?
0: Oh, here we go. Shish kebab. Oh, the hey. Original terminology that we all know Hand and love. It looks like a shish kebab. The picture here is like, I guess, little peppers stuffed with, I don't know, is that meat or is, is it looks that... looks like
1: chicken in there, yeah. Yeah. Like the Something. peppers are stuffed with chicken hmm. and they're cooked.
0: Yeah, they know how to make their kebabs, that's for sure.
1: They did. What makes a shish kebab different from a normal kebab?
0: Well, a shish kebab is a dish consisting of meat threaded on a skewer and grilled. Any kind of meat may be used. Cubes of fruit or vegetables are often threaded on the spit as well. Typical vegetables include tomato, bell pepper, onions, and mushrooms.
1: So instead of going over like the open flame, like a normal generic kebab would mm-hmm. be, you throw this sucker on the grill. You get yeah, that thing cooked.
0: I think yeah, this the difference is that shish kebabs are specifically grilled. Yeah, they're expedited. They, you can yeah. cook
1: those things fast. And at barbecues. Hmm. Man, I can't wait for a barbecue now. <laughs> I'm just looking at these shish kebabs. I can't hmm. wait for any food at all.
0: Man, I'd like to see a donor kebab, that's for sure.
1: Mm. Wait, wait, wait. You're on something there. <laughs> hey, what it you says got-
0: right here, donor kebab.
1: Whoa, well, hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Right below. <laughs> I'm so hungry. I'm just, I'm just fixating on all these pictures of this food. I'm not looking at any of the actual words on the page. Donut
0: kebab Literally Shawarma is Derived From A donut kebab Rotating kebab Oh my goodness Okay Uh Now listen to this Okay Okay. Donut kebab Is most Popularly served In pita bread As it is best known With salad but it's also served in a dish with a salad and bread or french fries on the side or used for Turkish pizzas called lamakin or kebab pizza.
1: So we could get sandwiches on a kebab on a pizza. On a kebab.
0: With french fries on the side. (laughs) French fries. (laughs) I think they were making fast food long before we ever caught on to that.
1: I think so, yeah. It looks like it. Like, they had this idea where it's like, hey, why don't we just cook all the meat at once and then just (laughs) have it, and we can just keep on cooking it for the rest of the day and just use it whenever. We'll have it hot. If anybody orders it, boom, done. 30 seconds. Food. (laughs) Like, yeah, these guys had their their stuff together, man. Yeah. And I am sad at the absence of uh, Persian cuisine. (laughs) I don't know of a single place I can just go get a kebab right now.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna need a kebab sometime soon after this. Me
1: too, man. I don't know where we can get one. Wh- hey, you know hmm. what's coming up? There's a fair, the Lancaster yeah, uh, Catholic, uh, fair thing. Hmm. They do a fair at the end of their school year. It's coming up. It's right down in Lancaster. That, wow. that might be, <laughs> the ticket, to, us getting our kebab on. Actually, actually, wow. actually, actually, I'm so obsessed with this right now that <laughs> I need to know. Okay
0: You need to know how soon you can get a kebab
1: Lancaster Catholic Carnival 2015 June 17th June 17th That's six <laughs> No, what, what day is today? Twelve days That's twelve days from now Yeah Twelve days from now Kebab Boom I'll forget by then
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness There's a list of kebabs There's a list of them
1: how many kebabs must there be? Oh, baby. Oh no. That's a lot of kebabs. Oh my gosh.
0: That is a lot of kebabs. Okay, I don't. I don't know if we should go to that article. Probably not. Oh no. That's, no. Oh, so many kebabs.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Let's avoid. I mean, we don't really need to know about that many kind of kebab. I mean, we've pretty well figured out the variances on them include their ingredients, their composition, and how mm-hmm. the meat's cooked. Right. Those are the big things that make kebabs different from one another, and occasionally they end up in pita bread to make sandwiches. And pizzas. And pizzas. And sandwich pizza kebab
0: <laughs> with fries. Now, we could go to the article about that. Fries? I was going to say the kebab pizza. Is there an article for Fries. There is an article for French Fries. Yes. Why? <laughs>
1: From here of all places, we do can get you to an article for French Fries. Do you know what
0: French Fries are? I mean, yeah, <laughs> so
1: there's really not a point, but I kind of want to... No, I don't. I'm being facetious. I don't want to go an article about French Fries. Let's not do that.
0: Well, just bouncing over, I'm going to tell you the article for French Fries is much larger than it has any right to be. Uh,
1: okay. <laughs> That's promising and it's oddly curious. I am a little intrigued now...
0: I don't know. I think French fries could be boiled down to... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Potatoes sliced up into squarish, rectangular...
1: Prism things.
0: And boiled in oil. And then you get French fries.
1: Yep. That's, That's really it. I mean, there's nothing French about it. That's all there is. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Ta- oh wait, tacos al pastor.
1: Don't tell me these guys
0: invented a I'll, taco. I'll, no, that says Mexican tacos al oh, okay. pastor. All right, just tacos al pastor. Oh man, what is going on with this food? Okay, I I just bounced over to the al pastor article. Yeah. Oh my goodness, there's people shaving. I don't even know what this is. This is like what in the world is like this? It's like a cotton candy machine of, of meat. meat.
1: <laughs> it's cotton candy meat. Okay, we're here now. This all right, is we're it. going to Aspars, where me. we're at. Yeah, we've stumbled into it. I can't look back. I can't unsee this. How disturbing is that? It is very. It's disturbing. like somebody took the buns off of all of the Arby's sandwiches in the world and took all of the meat, smothered it in Arby's sauce, and then found a way to s- <laughs> shove it onto one metal stick.
0: Oh man,
1: that that's is what is... this looks like. It just looks just... all the layers of like the bad. What? what?
0: What are they? What are they even doing with this? Okay, we got it. They. This can't be. Ugh. Okay, so there's a reason for its hue. All right.
1: Preparation says this: pork is marinated in a combination of dried chilies, hence the reddishness, spices, and then also pineapple. And some places, acciote is also added. I don't know what that is, but there's a link to it. We can find (laughs) out about that later. And then it's all slowly cooked on a gas flame uh, vertical rotisserie a la the gyro stand that everybody's Mm -hmm. familiar with. And yes, I'm going to use the bastardized American pronunciation. I'm sorry, but that's the way we say it now. Um, It was wrong for too long. (laughs) If you wanted to fix it, you should have done it sooner. Um, (laughs) uh, is very similar to how shawarma is cooked. Uh, It's also cooked with a piece of fresh onion and with pineapple on top. Man, this thing is... Ah, the juice from the pineapple contains (laughs) bromelain. Nice. Yeah. That's going to be a password at some point. Uh, An (laughs) enzyme that breaks down protein and thus makes meat tender. So Hmm. basically... Interesting. By cooking it with a pineapple, they've made the meat nice and mm, nibbly. Hmm. I was gonna say not chewy, but
0: <laughs> I'll have to consider that for next time I make myself some pork or steak and just throw a little slice of t- pineapple on top.
1: I'm really thinking after this podcast, I need to invest in a vertical style gas rotisserie. <laughs> yeah, I just want to—I just want to have one of these in my kitchen all the time. Come home, take out one of these big, satisfying-looking knives, and just shh down the side of my giant meat cone that's been cooking all day and then eat,
0: eat that slice. Like, how satisfying is that? Man, I really want one of these. I don't know where to find it. Back, back they, to need to, they need to start putting, the, putting them in Taco Bell.
1: Uh, no, then I'll never leave Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> served on small tortillas, with finely chopped onions, cilantro, small slice of pineapple, Lime juice and hot salsa.
1: Those are some of the best tacos <laughs> in the world. Yeah, Just so well balanced. I could literally see that being the tastiest, the tastiest taco I've ever had.
0: Yeah. I need to know where to get it. Well, apparently there's got to be a food truck around here somewhere. There, that has there
1: is. There is. There's a. There's one. Uh. Tacos uh locos tacos.
0: Uh tacos tacos. Tacos. Locos. tacos locos something. Local tacos. Local tacos.
1: Local locos tacos. Locos. Locals. <laughs>
0: A weird looking thing though like honestly that is the most yeah. disturbing pile of meat I've ever seen in my <laughs> life yeah, yeah that's this a is one thing picture. that I definitely would not want to look at well or know anything about when it's being prepared right. it's one thing I just wanted have, to see it on the plate yeah it's one thing when you have a giant
1: solid piece of meat but when it's like already been prepared like that it's just kind of like
0: <laughs> ugh. <laughs> uh ugh yeah it looks like some kind of horrifying beehive of meat M-
1: Meats beehive Meat-hive Meat-hive? Yeah, no Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so What's acciote?
0: I have no idea
1: What's bromelain?
0: No idea But it's probably some kind of chemical Oh, well, no It's an enzyme Bromelain is an enzyme that breaks down protein And makes meat tender Right, okay, so we know what that is But acciote is... mm, Something that's a mystery. Yeah. We gotta go there. I think so. Whoa.
1: That's a fuzzy-looking
0: thing. Apparently it is a flower. Oh, a shrub. Or a small tree.
1: And these red things we're looking at in the picture of it are small, fuzzy, red, friendly-looking seed
0: pods. Hmm. Oh, Interesting. They originally used these seeds to make red body paint and lipstick.
1: Wow. So that red must be contagious. <laughs> Sometimes for this reason, this is called the lipstick tree.
0: An apt name.
1: So maybe that's what we were looking at in the previous Wikipedia article. Maybe that's mm. why that, s- that slab of meat was so disgustingly red. <laughs> they put likely. this on it, and as such, boom, red. Red.
0: Okay, here's industrial uses. It looks like it's still used as for synthetic dyes and to uh, as a pigment.
1: They use it to color cheese. They use mm-hmm. to the color margarine. <laughs> they use it to color chocolate. Okay, what kind of color spectrum does this contribute <laughs> to? That it's coloring chocolate. It's coloring <laughs> margarine. They're I mean, they're all distinctly different Ooh. color profiles. You mm. have margarine, which is a rich yellow. You have cheese, which is a pale yellow. And then you have your chocolate, which is brown. Why do you need it to color all of these things? They're all different.
0: So the picture for the mature Akiyoti pods is very horrifying to me.
1: It's like Audrey II opening up and just, like, spitting out babies. <laughs> Ugh. It's literally like a little shop of horrors photo. Look at yeah. all those heads. Th- those seeds just look like they're <laughs> monsters from another planet.
0: Uh, sends shivers down my spine.
1: Huh. <laughs> that was the noise of a shiver down my uh. spine.
0: <laughs> yeah, how do they color margarine with this? Why would they? It sounds like. I have no clue. I mean. It sounds like it would make it red
1: yeah not the right I mean it looks like it's so just adamantly red like what would it do I've never (laughs) seen red butter so
0: yeah apparently it's rich in vitamin C
1: and there's also a subtle flavor and aroma which is why they're actually used in uh, cuisine apart from Uh, their red color it's not just to make the dish look pretty and reddish it's to add a little of its own hmm. mild flavor to it though I'm guessing it's also, probably mostly to make it look red.
0: <laughs> yeah. I wonder what kind of flavor it would be. It doesn't really say. Doesn't say the problem. if it's like a sweet kind of thing or
1: subtle flavor. Maybe spicy. Oh. Oh, they said they say that it can they can be used to color and flavor rice instead of the much more expensive saffron. Oh. So maybe the taste is similar, to okay. saffron. Which is uh, oh buttery sort here of here we go almost
0: um, in Brazil the seeds ground to a powder similar to paprika and sometimes used as a replacement for that
1: interesting so they do have their uses in cuisine for sure mainstays in many South American countries and also Central American countries hmm. and it's commonly called Saison in the Cuisine Cezanne. of Puerto Rico. I know that. I've heard that. That one I've used.
0: Yeah. Cezanne. So maybe you have had this. You just didn't probably.
1: Weirdly enough, though, after all this talk about Central America and South America, there's a traditional medical use that goes all the way to India. In traditional medicine in India, different parts of the plants were used as a diuretic, laxative, hmm. and antimetic and astringent agent.
0: Ooh, a blood purifier?
1: In in cases of jaundice and dysentery, yeah. And also externally as a scar preventative.
0: Interesting. Oh, they probably put in like that cocoa butter stuff. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, after seeing that it's like a diuretic and laxative, I'm not sure if I want it being mixed in with all my food.
1: No, I definitely wouldn't want too much of it, that's for sure. Yeah, they'd,
0: they'd probably use it sparingly, I would guess.
1: It's really weird to think that I never really put my mind to what Cezanne was made of. you know. <laughs> I've seen it around, I've seen it used, I've had mm-hmm. stuff, I've used it myself in some instances when I was trying to emulate Puerto Rican cuisine for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and this is, yeah, this is actually kind of an interesting find.
0: Mm.
1: They use it to color popcorn. They use it to color popcorn.
0: (laughs) Why? I don't know. Eh, They use it to color everything.
1: It does look that way. Woman's lips. Margarine. Body paint. I've never used body paint, but I suppose...
0: Oh, okay. uh, It does say up here... Um, the extracts are used as an industrial food coloring to add yellow or orange color to many oh. products. So that's where they add it to butter and cheese and popcorn and stuff. So when they
1: so it's extract the red, they can mm-hmm. extract other things from it too.
0: I guess. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay. That makes me feel a lot better about life. Like, I felt for a minute like I was just being completely ignorant of the actual color of my margarine, my cheese.
0: Yeah, didn't you know margarine was red? I, I sworn it was. Getting.
1: All right, if you say so. Man, I'm such an idiot. I'm glad that it turns out we're not stupid. Yeah. There's just multiple colors that can come from the red spectrum that happen to come from... Lo and behold, a little red plant that looks horrifying, but is very useful and is everywhere.
0: Yep. Another thing I would not like to see before I eat.
1: Indeed. Maybe that's why it's such a well-guarded thing. (laughs) Maybe it's why we don't know what Saison is. They don't want us to know, Eric. (laughs) They just don't want us to know. It just
0: goes through a bunch of different names down till Saison
1: do you really want to know where it came from? <laughs> can you just eat this and be amazed? <laughs> hmm. There is American... Uh, an American and Native treatment f- using this stuff uh, as a treatment for sunburn.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Basically what you do is you grind it up and you put it on your skin in the affected areas and your skin looks so red <laughs> from putting this on you that you can no longer tell you're sunburnt.
0: That seems like sound reasoning.
1: It is sound reasoning. So sound, the citation is needed. <laughs> Alright, where should we go from here? Got a lot of countries, because this thing reaches mm-hmm. around the world in its application. Lots of plant names, which I...
0: <laughs> we've done plants before. think we've done a lot of, yeah. We haven't done dysentery or jaundice. Let's go
1: to dysentery. All right. We can wrap (laughs) up there. Uh, This podcast can die of dysentery.
0: (laughs) All right. Well.
1: I'll let you take this one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. If you must know, dysentery is an inflammation of the intestine causing diarrhea with blood. And the symptoms may include fever, abdominal pain, and rectal tenesmus, or a feeling of incomplete defecation. How unpleasant. (laughs) That is the worst feeling.
1: You're just on the toilet, (laughs) and you're just kind of like, so we're done? uh, mm, Hmm. I I
0: feel like I'm done,
1: but But. I, I don't think... I want to go to other things, but I don't I safe. Know the I know I
0: get up and re-pants myself,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna have to unpants and reset and rethink my whole life.
0: Oh, man yeah, there's nothing worse than that feeling of incomplete no. defecation.
1: Yep. It's weird. I, I've never thought there was an actual name for that, but <laughs> rectal tenismus, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> have you had rectal tenismus? Consult your doctor. So dysentery is caused by, among uh, reasons other than playing organ trail, uh, <laughs> types of infections such as bacteria, viruses, parasitic worms, or protozoa.
0: Mm, protozoa. Mm,
1: protozoa. Those are those wiggly ones, right? Yeah, I think so. They're like the amoebas. It is a type of gastroenteritis. The mechanism is an inflammatory disorder of the intestine, (laughs) especially of the colon. Hence the whole feeling of, I'm not done.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I, I can understand why people would die of dysentery. Because I feel like if I got dysentery, I would probably want to die yeah I would just be like you know what this is not worth fighting for
1: (laughs) well you wouldn't have much choice in the issue in extreme cases dysentery patients may pass over one liter of fluid per Mm. hour that is a lot how many hours of your life have you consumed one liter of fluid I know for me, that would be an arduous task. That would be hard to do hour after hour to keep up with that kind of, you know, mm. rapid pace. Yeah. And look at me, there's not that many liters in me. <laughs> like once you go through a couple of hours, boom, done, you're empty, you're dead. I kinda need, I kinda need liquid in here. Mm. That's, that's what's powering everything. I am hydraulic. That's what, that's what makes me go and stuff. So that, that's, a, that's pretty extreme. Like you mm-hmm. you you would probably have to give up pretty quick in that situation.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Would we'll be really thirsty all the time.
0: Well, it does actually sometimes affect the brain, lungs, and liver. Ah, that's apparently. that's even worse. Yeah. Oh, and apparently temporary lactose intolerance can occur.
1: Ah, well, let's face it. That's just kind of a reversion to our natural state. There's so few people in the world that don't have lactose intolerance becoming lactose intolerance, like saying, oh, your insides are actually clean now. They're what they're supposed to be as opposed to, you know, actually losing an ability. Yeah. I, th- I think that that might actually be an okay thing. <laughs> like, hey, you idiot, stop yeah. eating so much dairy.
0: <laughs> I mean, I probably wouldn't want to have milk during... A spout of dysentery.
1: No, and it would be hard to do anyway because I'm already, you know, trying to put that much liquid back in my body. And you've mm. you've heard of the chugging milk thing, of course. Yeah. Like it doesn't work. You just you just are yeah, stepping de- on your own foot de- there. Definitely
0: something you got to drink slow and on a very settled stomach.
1: Oh yeah. So if you're sharing a straw with someone, say. If you have a milkshake, and if I have a straw, and my straw reaches all the way across the room, and you come up to me and you say, that's really cool straw, dude. I'm like, thanks, man. And then you decide to share my straw. You better make sure you don't have dysentery, because most dysentery is spread orally. The pathogens that cause it happen through the mouth. So, much like Mono, (sighs) dysentery is also one you got to be on the lookout for before you kiss your sweetheart or share your Daniel Day Lewis straw.
0: (laughs) Yeah, this is definitely one to be careful of. But I feel like you could probably see if somebody else has the disease. It's I probably mean, pretty easy to tell.
1: You don't really, you know, encounter too many people who are losing one liter of fluid per <laughs> hour. And if you do encounter those people, you start to think, the person, the person going to the bathroom a lot, they've, they've been in there a long time, and like, are they having, are they having, are they having some like rectal tenismus right now or something? Like, what's going on? You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't pay it a little mind for long.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if somebody starts losing a liter of water an hour, watch out and do not share anything with them.
1: I mean, there's also mild cases and stuff of this too. So, still be careful. But, dysentery is nothing to mess around with, even in yeah. developed nations. Keeping like fluid so good, in you once it starts pouring out is a good. very difficult thing to do. Mm-hmm. do it says here that it's still a pretty significant problem, too. So there are two types good. of dysentery. One's called shingalosis, and another one is called ambiasis. Hmm. Amoeb- Actually, let me try that second one that again. Amoebiasis. And... Of the former, shingellosis, 80 million cases happen annually. 700,000 deaths a year are caused by shingellosis. Hmm. In addition to which, there is also the second type, which has 50,000 people die from it each year, while also racking up a total of 50 million cases. Combined, that's half of the United States' entire population <laughs> per year basically getting it, if you were just looking at like the population of the world being just the United States. Wow. Still, a
0: lot of people. Yep.
1: It's not as ancient as we would have, as Oregon Trail would have us think.
0: <laughs> I'm surprised that it still kills that many people a year. Or, not kills, but... Has, Sickens. Yeah, yeah. Because, I don't know, it just seems like the kind of thing that we would have a lot more control over by We now. are getting close. says
1: that there are vaccines currently in development Hmm. and they may eventually become a critical part of the strategy to reduce the incidence and severity of diarrhea and dysentery in general, particularly in low-resource settings.
0: Hmm. Well, that's good to know.
1: It is, but I've never thought about potentially getting a vaccine for diarrhea or (laughs) diarrhea-like symptoms. It's a very weird thought to me. Diarrhea is always one of those things where, like, well, if it happens, it happens. You drink some, you drink some water, eat some better food, <laughs> you hope it's not food poisoning, yeah. and you go on with life. The fact that it's so dire in some situations in some parts of the world that we're
0: actually developing a vaccine for it. Diarrhea? Uh, All right, well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, all right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Yeah, it. sure. Yep. So <laughs> there you have it from Yakbabad Bwenzara to Dysentery. So if you enjoyed this, please visit facebook.com slash TWC podcast and give us a like and follow. Head over to iTunes and rate and review us. And you can always find new episodes on our website, twc.erictoribio.com. And I'd like to thank Louis Armstrong for our theme song, and Benny Motin for our outro song. So, thanks for joining us. I was Eric. And I was John. And this was the Wikipedia Chronicles.
1: Yeah, yeah, that di- diarrhea I can only talk about for so long. I mean, it was a good thing that we came to this, though, because I had my appetite going and, like, yeah, into this, and I was like, to... well, I'm backpedaling <laughs> <laughs> a little which is fine because I was going to go eat every kebab <laughs> I don't think there are many around uh, here. I don't you know see. where you can find a kebab but you, would, you won't be able to find one after tonight I'm going to find them all
0: <laughs> I'll just have to start making them that's true you could just do that I mean that's what it's not. although I cannot make Al Pastor no no Al Pastor uh, requires many more
1: Arby's visits than I am going to make
0: ugh
1: <laughs> uh. I just could do that, man. Like, the gyro thing is one thing, but... And by gyro, I mean, like, giant, <laughs> giant slab of, like, you know, lamb meat right. on the grocery style thing. That's cool, but... No to that. <laughs> what is it with the horrifying food stuff we have found on this episode? We have, like, these <laughs> shoe looking plants. We have this meat that looks like it's some sort of, like bastardized version of the of the the monarchs like lair from the adventure brothers um, but made out of meat yeah. this is not
0: not okay i have nightmares about plants and food
1: yeah well i mean there could be weirder nightmares to have but this is going to be a pretty weird one especially considering the dysentery element's going to play a play <laughs> a real big role in it at some point so oh boy well,
0: Interesting dreams for sure. Yeah.
1: All right. See <laughs> <Sweet> dreams. <Bye>. Ah. <laughs>